Praise God, praise God, praise God. It's good to be with you again this morning. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, I believe that our God is alive and well in your life. Will you lift your two hands with me this morning and bless his name and appreciate him for the gift of life and for the blessing of seeing another worship day. Why don't you just go ahead and bless him today. Father, we thank you for everyone joining us from all around the world on all of our platforms and from, from you know, places from all around the world in different cities from Nigeria to the rest of Africa, to Europe, to America, uh, to Australia, to the Far East. We welcome everyone this morning. And Father, we ask that your grace will rest upon everyone that as we preach and teach your word this morning, it will bring change, it will bring transformation, and no one will remain the same again in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So join me in your Bibles this morning in Genesis chapter 2. Again, I'll continue from where we stopped from last Sunday. Loving and Leaving series, which were tagged Spice. Spice. How do we uh, 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 bring our relationship life and bring our marital lives into that space where uh, they, it can become spicy, it can become that exact thing that God has in mind for this time. Genesis 2 and 24, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this very short verse of the scripture, Genesis 2 and 24. It says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and, and they shall become one flesh. Leave father and mother and be joined to his wife. Uh, I, I love the, the, the way some other translations put it. Uh, like New Living Translation or King James Translation, he said, shall cleave, King James says, cleave to his wife, shall cleave to his wife. Uh, the fat man shall live father and mother and cleave to his wife. And I love the Hebrew word that is, uh, was translated cleave. It actually means to pursue with great energy, to cling to something zealously, to pursue with great energy, to cling to something zealously, to pursue with great energy, and to cling to something zealously. Uh, I needed to understand, last week I was talking about spices, different kinds of spices that we put in our meal when we make our meal. And last week, <laughs> we, we started with the, the, the first spice when it comes to any relationship or marriage. And I said the first spice is priority make me feel important. And the second spice I'm talking about today is, who can guess? <laughs> pursuit. Pursuit. And that is the magnetic effect, the intoxicating effect that makes us to pursue each other. So you can imagine uh, 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 whether it's black pepper or, or curry or or, you know, uh, Italian spice, whatever it is. A lot of the time when I cook, turmeric, you know, all kinds of pepper, they all have the specific need or the specific aroma or, or whatever they, they can add to the food that makes the food uh, much, much, more de much more delicious and uh, a delight to eat. And when it comes to marriage, when you take some things out or you refuse to add certain spices, what happens is that you have a bland marriage, a bland relationship. 
For some singles, they get to a point after dating somebody just for a little while, they start to say something like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling this guy. Or I'm not feeling this lady. I'm not feeling anything. I've counseled so many singles who say, I'm not feeling anything. And eventually, they, 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 they just they, they, they want to leave. They want to put a relationship behind them. Are you in a very bland relationship or in a bland marriage? Are you at a point where you, you, there's, the, you know, there's a disillusionment in your marriage or your relationship right now? You don't even know where things are going. I'm asking that, this, uh, that, that you take action this time to spice things up. This month is about spicing things up around you. And maybe you're not even married right now. You're not in any relationship. It's time to spice up your individual life, your personal life. And there are things you pick from this series of teachings that will help you to spice up your life. Now, let me move quickly. There's a misconception that many people have. You know, a lot of people believe, uh, in, uh, you know, that in, in a relationship or marriage, that if I marry the right person, we shouldn't have to work at staying in love. It should just happen. That love in a relationship, love in a marriage, should be automatic if I just manage, if I can just trust God to help me to marry the right person. Or if I can just put all my best into my search. You know, so singles, you get on a dating site and you look for, I mean, they use all kinds of algorithms to help you, uh, you know, look for the right match. And when everything seems to be, you know, working out right, you have the right match, you know, you, you, you go out and then before you finish a statement, the, 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 the guy or the lady will finish it. Oh, we, we're just, we're, we're made in heaven for one another, you know. I was there, I was there, I, 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 I was there. There was a time where I felt like, you know, this woman was just tailor-made for me. But there was a time in the last 17 years, <laughs> we've known each other now for about 20 years, but in the last about 17 years of marriage, there have been times where I felt like, <laughs> times where I felt like, like, where did I find this woman from? Eh? Where, 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 who sent me? <laughs> Somebody will be wondering this uh, today, thinking, PG, you too? Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. There was a, a point I got, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, that I would get to, you know, sometimes where I feel like, why? You know what they call bias remorse, where you get to a point where you're beginning to wonder, uh, did I actually uh, purchase the right thing? Did I, did I make the right decision? Is it a good purchasing decision? We all get there, and it's important that we, we get to understand that keeping love alive in a relationship or marriage, or keeping your, mar your, your relationship spicy is never going to be automatic. It's not about whether you marry the right person or not. So if you're thinking right now, oh, I made a mistake, I married the wrong person, you may be, you, 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 you may be far from being right. You may be far from being right. Marrying the right person does not guarantee that the relationship will remain interesting, will, will remain vibrant, will be spicy, and we will be having fun. No. What guarantees that is that both of us are willing to work on it. That we are willing to work on it. You know, initially where we start from is that point where, um, you know, you know the, the song, uh, um, um, what's the name of the guy that sang, uh, um, When a Man Loves a Woman? Yeah. Uh, Michael Bolton. Yeah. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> They're wondering. Pastor, this is not a worship song. Yeah, I know. It's not a worship song. <laughs> uh, but I don't sing worship songs to my wife. I, I, I sing, you know, 
Oh. <laughs> I'm sure my wife somewhere is saying, oh, I wish, or well, I try sometimes. But this is the point. Don't lose me before you laugh too much. Hold on. This, this is the point. This is the point. When I was dating my wife, I had so many of what they call in this part of the world, mumu button. There are plenty of mumu buttons on my body that you can just press easily. I mean, she just needed to pick a call and call me and say, G-man, uh, um, I need to get to the island. And she lived at Maryland in the cage at that time. And I would say, oh, okay. Uh, if you can just give me an hour, I'll be in your house, and we'll go together. Because I love to spend all my time with her. So any opportunity, I'll, I'll be there. Pick her up, we'll go. I mean, there was, there was a time, I've, I've shared the story before, where, I, I, when, where actually when I started pastoring at Daystar, uh, uh, and um, you know, I was already a pastor when I started dating my wife, my, we walk all through the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. So sometimes I have my Monday off. And that Monday off, by 6 a.m., on Monday morning, I was at the gate. I'll pick her, drive her to work. She was working on Lagos Island. So I'll drive through all that traffic and come back. And in the evening, again at 6 p.m., I was in front of our office with my car. You know, just want to do everything to please this girl and to show my love and my affection, you know, that's the good place to say, when a man loves a woman, he will do anything. In fact, he won't see her wrong. He won't see anything. And you know, when you look at it from that point of view, you see what the Bible is saying here. That a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave and pursue. Pursue with great energy. You know, to cling to something zealously. That's what it means. And for singles, I need you to understand that there's no finish line to pursuit. So you don't get married and stop pursuing. That pursuit is a major, major spice, major ingredient in your marriage that keeps it going. For all the couples, married couples, hearing me today, listening to me today, you need to ask yourself, in this marriage, are we still pursuing? Are we still pursuing or are we retired pursuers? If I can put it that way, yeah. Because you can become a retired pursuer in your own marriage <laughs> or in your relationship. Some people are not even married yet. Just dating maybe for the last 12 months or something. You have stopped pursuing because of issues of life that can hold you back from pursuing. Issues can, can hold us back from pursuing. So many marriages experience, you know, emotional numbness and disillusionment that can make us utter even terrible words to each other. And stop pursuing each other. We go through, life happens to people. People date for three months and then life starts to happen to them. Somebody just lost a job in the midst of dating, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a young man. And then because you lost your job, now your emotions are everywhere. And then the guy is calling you and not picking. You're second guessing whether, you know, maybe I should just leave everything. And what's it about this life, self? No, wake up, wake up. This is life happening to you. And this is the time to get closer to God and pray. And God will turn everything around for you, but you should not allow one issue to destabilize every other area of your life. Somebody may not even be in a relationship right now, but maybe you're broke. Maybe something is happening in your life. Maybe you have been trusting God for something and it has not come to pass. And because of that, you are like, the, you know, you are like a witch right now. Nobody wants to even relate with you, let alone thinking of dating you. I'm speaking to singles right now. Because you're allowing one issue in your life to destabilize you emotionally to the point where you are, instead of attracting people, 
you are, you know, you are repelling people because of the vibes that you are sending out. And you need to send out positive vibes. Positive vibes, that's what leads to pursuit. Everybody gra gravitates towards positivity. Everybody gravitates towards people who are sending out positive vibes. People that you, you see and you know that they're enjoying their lives on their own. If you're miserable as a single, marriage will not fix you. You need to fix yourself and refuse to be miserable as a single person. And then you get into a relationship or a marriage and you can bring that interesting part of you, your A game, the interesting part of you up. And that's how we roll. And things start to work out around your, your, your relationship. You know, so in pursuit of our marital destinies, there will be ups and downs and predicaments that will drain your capacity for pursuit. That's what happens. There will be ups and downs and predicaments that will drain your capacity to be able to pursue. And when you go through such ups and downs, whether you're married or single, whether you're in a relationship or not, you must protect your heart. You must protect. You know what the scripture says? Say, guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it, you know, flow the issues of life. One translation says, guard your heart with all diligence because it affects everything that you do. It affects everything that you do. Proverbs 1, I think, verse 23. He said, it affects everything that you do. Everything that you do. So uh, when you go through all kinds of things, you need to guard your heart. You need to guard your heart. You need to guard your heart. You remember what happened in Genesis 19, and verse 26. We read about the story of Lot. Lot had gotten into trouble. In Genesis 19, uh, when you read verse, verse, verse 26, uh, before I get into it, I just want to uh, quickly uh, give you like a summary of what happened. Lot happened to be uh, the, 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 uh, the nephew of Abraham. And he went with Abraham as God called Abraham. And God started to bless him because he was around Abraham. But he also started feeling like he's not a big boy, so he, he went on his own. And then he chose to go to Sodom. And with his wife, you know, they had children in Sodom and all that. But a time came where Sodom became a place that God could no longer tolerate. And so there was crisis in Sodom, just like the kind of crisis we have in our world today. Destruction. You know, the angels came and they were destroying, I mean, they, they were going to actually destroy the entire place. But because of Abraham and his intercession for Lot, which is why, one of the reasons why we need to be praying for our family members and friends, because when we pray, the mercy of God shows forth, and some of them will escape destruction. As you pray this season, I pray that your family members will escape destruction in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I get a big amen to that? So that's why we need to pray. Abraham prayed, interceded for Sodom, and because of Abraham, God sent angels to Lot's house. And then they went and rescued Lot and told him, go to the mountains, go to a certain place where this destruction will not be able to reach you. Lot negotiated with them, eventually changed and went to a particular place. But as they were going, he was only able to get out with his two daughters and his wife. Even his, his son-in-laws did not listen to him because they didn't believe what he was saying. And then when they got out there, in verse 26, the issues that plagued his life and his family had created a strain in his marriage to the point that the ideal thing in marriage, which is that a man and his wife are supposed to be either face-to-face -face or side-by-side. -side. Now it has become Lot going in front and his wife coming behind him with a dotted line which says, oh, maybe uh, let's, take care of the let's think about the children. Let's think about this. But there's no, no longer a connection, no, no, no pursuit, no attraction, no intimacy. Mawa, 
can you come? I need you to help me. Uh, um, they can me, come. I, I need to illustrate this very quickly. I have just a minute or two to illustrate this. And I need you to follow me. I need you to follow me, everyone. Uh, um, uh, this this uh, gentleman and uh, lady, they, they're gracious enough to help to illustrate this. Now, um, I want to take position. When uh, in, in, in a relationship, in a single relationship, we're talking more of companionship, friendship. That's how we get to know each other. So it's a side-by-side relationship. So it's, it's almost like if, if I can, you know, permit me to just hook them together like this. Apparently, they, they're, not, they're, not, they're not in a relationship. They're not dating. Yeah, but they just obliged me to, to do this with them. Now, this is, this is how a relationship should be, side by side, which symbolizes companionship, which symbolizes, you know, a, a, a connection and all that. But when we get into marriage itself, relationship becomes what? Face-to-face. Can you, can you do face-to-face? Can you do face-to-face for me? Yeah, it's face-to-face. So you can see face-to-face talks about uh, vulnerability. It talks about intimacy. It talks about, you know, just two people connecting together. But you know, when life happens, like it happened to Lot and his wife, what happened is that the man forgets about face-to-face and side-by-side, and then he becomes go in front, and I'll follow you, and the pace doesn't matter. So we can even be far away from each other. Yeah. Can you come back a little bit? Sometimes life happens to people, and this is the gap. Right now, as I'm speaking, how would you say your marriage is? Is it like there's a huge gap, a gulf between you and your spouse? Some people are even in a dating relationship right now. It's not side by side. There's a lot of face-to-face, which has led to a huge gap. Because sometimes when you mismanage your relationship as single, rather than doing side-by-side, friendship, companionship, you are doing face-to-face, which is a lot of intimacy and, you know, premarital sex. What happens is that it brings a gulf between you. Because rather than thinking about how our lives are going to be together, the, the, the moment the two people see each other, the next thing they're thinking about is how to tear each other's clothes. Yeah. And it doesn't allow them to think about the future, to think about how they're build, going to build friendship, how they're going to keep pursuing each other. And ladies, hear me. When you do too much of face-to-face in a dating relationship, what happens is that you are leaving the man with nothing to pursue again because after a while, he's gotten more than his, his money's worth, even before he, he, he has paid any money. You understand what I'm saying? He's gotten more than enough of his money's worth. There's no need to pursue again. Yeah. And men are like hunters. who want to shoot something. They want to pursue. But, but you know, how can you manifest as a, as a hunter when they drop meat on your laps? You know, rabbits just falling on your laps. Rabbits that are supposed to go into the bush to pursue is now falling on, on your lap. That's what most young ladies don't understand. But let me go back to my, my message. I just felt like saying that to somebody. My real message is that pursuit, that connection has to be kept. In Lot's case, Lot did something. I mean, life happened to him. He, I, I mean, maybe COVID has happened. But COVID has happened to many marriages, actually. Happened to many relationships. Some people have lost a job, lost a business. Is that thing putting a wedge between you and your spouse? That's what I'm talking about today. It has to continue to be my welcome back. It has to be, continue to be face to face, yeah, so that we're seeing each other, we're watching each other, and as we go through situation, we can handle it together. Can you both of you hold hands together? Yeah, no, 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 facing each other. That's actually, this is actually the beauty of marriage. Face to face, holding hands together. 
one will chase a thousand, two ten thousand. If any of you shall agree, any two of you shall agree on anything, Jesus said, it shall be done for you. This is the beauty of marriage. How do you agree when somebody is in front and somebody is at the back? And situation has put a wedge in between. I pray that God will heal every marriage today where there has been a gulf between two people. No longer zeal or zest, energy for pursuit. There's disillusionment. The, the, you know, the, 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 the marriage has, has reduced, you know, uh, there's no emotional energy. There's numbness. I pray healing over that numbness in the name of Jesus. I pray that God heals your heart and heal your home in the name of Jesus. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I need to go on with this message. But I, I hope somebody's getting something out of this. Because from today, you need to ask yourself, are we numb to each other? Or are we in that place and in that space where we are creating, I mean, we're trusting God to repair and to amend and to help us to close the gap? Because when Lot continued, because of all the things that have happened, he was far ahead, the Bible says that his wife looked back and turned to a pillar of salt. Turned to a pillar of salt. And that was the end of the marriage because you can only marry somebody, marry somebody that's leaving. Yeah. Maybe the situation was even so bad that Lot has been praying that let's, let her look back so that she will become pillar of salt and I'll go and remarry. <laughs> but you know it, it was a bad case for Lot because he was alone and then he was with uh, his, his daughters. And eventually his daughters thought about it that, look, there's nobody to marry us. Oh, you know, that, that's, that's it. It was, it was all a mess. The, the tribes of, I think, Moab and all those people came from Lord making love to his daughters, which was supposed to be an abomination. So when we allow these kind of things to fester, abominable things start to happen. Yeah, and it didn't go well with Lot at all. That shall not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So in many relationships, we need to understand that relationships are like muscles in the body. When we exercise them regularly, we become strong and attractive. But when we refuse, you know, to, to, to exercise, our bodies become weak and unattractive. That's what happens when we refuse to. So in the same way that if I refuse to, to, to exercise my, my, my muscles, they will become weak and unattractive is when I refuse to put the right work into my relationship to keep it either side by side or face to face, it will become weak and unattractive. So, moving your relationship from, permit me to say, pot-bellied to six-packs <laughs> will require a lot of workouts, a lot of workouts. If I want to move your relationship from flabby and flat to six-packs, attractive and strong and indomitable, I will have to work, work a lot of things out. And the big question this season is, what are you willing to work out? What are you willing to confront and work out? Because the help of God is available if you're willing to work something out this season. Let me move very quickly. Uh, when, it's, when you have made up your mind to work things out, to go back to pursuit, to go back you know, to your first love, like Revelation 2 and verse 5 put it, Revelation 2 and verse 5 talks about, you know, he said, remember, remember therefore from where you are falling, 
Repent and do the first work, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lamppost from its place, unless you repent. So Revelation 2 and verse 5 talks about where we are falling from, and that we should repent and do the deed that we did first. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if I'm reading Revelation 2 and, and, and verse 5, the Bible, the, uh, God was speaking to the church uh, uh, there, and he says, we should repent and go back to our first work or first love. For me, uh, I told you before, the way I used to pursue my wife, if I read this, this that's what should minister to me. That it's time to pursue again. But what we see today is that people will rather invest fresh zeal and energy to pursue a new partner or to pursue somebody in an adulterous relationship than to work on the one that they already have. I remember a friend was telling me this once. I just met an old friend, and he saw that this guy, it was as if he just came out of GQ magazine. You know, somebody who used to be a bit flabby and all that before, he's worked on himself, you know, looking, you know, deeper and all that, well-dressed, well-groomed, all that. And he was like, oh, dude, what's happening to you? You've changed, you know, and all that. Oh, and the guy was like, look, uh, uh, my divorce was concluded a few weeks ago, and I just thought I needed to work on myself uh, because I need to get into a fresh relationship, you know, and I need to prepare myself uh, for a new person. And the guy said in his heart, he looked at this guy and felt, ah, maybe if you have done all this to yourself, your wife would not have left you. Because the problem is that most of the time, uh, we, 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 we refuse to do the things that we can do to work a situation out and we expect God to bring a new season. When God is saying, maximize where you are, do the things that you need to do to get the best out of this season or this situation that you are in because I still have something in mind for you in this relationship. So singles, it's time to work on your emotions, to, you know, uh, uh, to take charge of your emotions and not to allow the ups and downs of life to make you irritable to the point that though you are praying for God to help you fulfill your marital destiny and meet the right person, but you are not desirable because you have too much negativity coming out of you. Yeah. People greet you early in the morning and you're mumbling. You can't even say good, good morning. As if you are the only person suffering in Lagos or whatever city you are. Yeah, as if you are the only one that COVID has happened to. It happens to all of us. This is class of 2020. All of us are in the same class of 2020. Everybody experiences the same thing. So you need to ask for grace and refuse to be irritable and become that person that can be desirable. Say amen, somebody. Very important. Very important. So, uh-uh. so the key to returning to the passionate pursuit of each other is servant's heart, a servant's heart. Yeah, I'm talking now to people in relationships or in a marriage. And you see that just like I described, there's no more face-to-face or side-by-side. You're just having a gap in between each other. You've grown apart and you, you become numb to it. No more pursuit, which is the spice of today. I need you to understand that if pursuit has gone out of the window, the key to returning to personal pursuit is, you know, a servant's heart. Now, you need to understand this that the greatest marriage on earth is two servants in love. Two servants in love. That's the greatest marriage you can get on earth. Two people who are given to serving each other and they're in love. That's, that's the greatest marriage you can get. In the same vein, the worst marriage 
is two selfish people in self-love. <laughs> two selfish people who are engaging in self-love. You get the most terrible marriage that you can ever get. Most terrible marriage that you can ever get. So the big question for singles today is, singles, what will you do to serve a friend with no strings attached? Yeah. Can you build a relationship, build a friendship, build things, be of service to people? You are preparing yourself ultimately for the person that God will ordain you to be the help me to, to serve for the rest of your life. If you can even try it out with people with no strings attached. Because if you've never served anyone before, when it's time to serve your spouse, when it's time to live your life for other people, for your children, for your spouse, for, you know, other people, it will become difficult. It will become difficult. And the Bible says there's no greater love than this, than a man who lay down his life for his friend. That was what Jesus came to do for all of us. No greater love than that. No greater love than that. And Jesus in Ephesians 5 and 22, when you read down there, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church that he gave himself for her. Simple. Christ came to lay down his life, to serve. Ultimate service is when you serve with your life and you lay it down. And marriage is about that. Jesus said, the love between a man and a woman is like that of Christ and the church. And what did Jesus come to do? He came to pour out himself as an offering. The sacrificial lamb, when John the Baptist saw him in the Gospels, he said, behold, the lamb of God who took away the sins of of the world. And when you say a lamb in those days, it's something that was sacrificed for remission of sin. So Jesus came, he was crucified uh, for the remission of my sin and your sin. And he said the same way I died for you, I died for the church, I died for anyone who will come into, I mean, recognize that sacrifice and, uh, you know, and take advantage of it by becoming saved in Christ Jesus. He said that same way is the, the, the way marriage is. And husband have to be able to serve like that. Oh, wives also have to be able to serve like that, you know, in the same, the same manner. Glory be to Jesus. Somebody gets something out of this today. Glory be to Jesus. So, singles rather than you saying, uh, um, I don't want to get married because of everything that I've seen. You need to break the hold of disillusionment and numbness over your heart. I don't care whether your parents' marriage has been terrible, or maybe you've lived with an uncle, Whose, whose marriage has been terrible, you have friends who are suffering in marriage right now, it doesn't mean that marriage is for suffering. No. There are principles that undergird this, that there's a way to spice this, and one of it is to pursue. And pursuit is about serving and meeting needs, meeting other people's needs. Yeah. So serve your partner's need in spite of what you need, what you need, want, or understand. You, you just go ahead to serve. Yeah. And generally speaking, in a relationship or marriage, in addition to the general needs of husband and wife or man and woman in a relationship, there are, you know, generic needs of love for affection, for fidelity, for trust, and all that. But male and female have specific other generic needs that are uh, uh, more tailored towards a man or a woman. I'll go through them very quickly, and I'll wrap this all up. Men, I need you to listen to me right now, whether you're married or single. Woman's need. The first need of a woman that is generic to most women, more heightened 
for women. All of us have a need, for instance, for security. Though we say it's a need for a woman, but all of us have a need for that, but it's more heightened. I mean, it's more pronounced in, uh, for, for a woman. A need for security. Knowing our needs and uh, uh, our needs and desires will be met faithfully and sacrificially by a sensitive partner. Every woman wants to know that her needs and desires will be met faithfully and sacrificially by a sensitive partner. All women who agree with me say hi. <laughs> yes, the highs have it. Yeah, I know. Most, oh, I mean, most women wants to know that their need and desires will be met faithfully and sacrificially by a sensitive partner. Secondly, open and honest communication. Having unhindered access to a partner or a husband's thoughts, feelings, and all that through loving and patient communication with him. That's what most women want. So all this one of password in your phone, password in your gadget, it just breaks the heart of a woman. Yeah, I married somebody that I, 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 I cannot feel secure with. I can't have open and honest communication with. So except a woman that is already bad on her own, most women want this in a relationship. Open and honest communication. Having an inner access to a partner's thoughts and feelings. True loving and patient communication with him. Number, number three is soft, non-sexual affection. Soft, non-sexual affection. So it's simply put this way I put it. Feeling valued and cared for, not as a sex object, but demonstrated through regular and gentle affection that is non-sexual. Over and over again, through counseling and study, I've realized that most women hate being treated as a sex object. That they are not remembered until a man feels like having sex. So there's no non-sexual affection or soft touch or anything like that that makes them feel valued and cared for without thinking about sex. And most men feel like I don't have, you know, time for romance or anything like that. When I feel like touching you is because I want to, to, to get down with you. Yeah, that's how most men are. And men, it's time for us to be more sensitive to the needs of our women. Because that's how we serve and lay down our life. That's how we serve. The last need uh, for, that I will discuss today for women is leadership. Having a partner who lovingly initiates the well-being of the marriage and, uh, and family, but yet treats her as an equal. A partner who lovingly initiates how we're going to go, how things are going to, you know, happen. You know, like in my other illustration, when you have a side-to-side -side relationship, but the man is saying, so we're going to take a detour there. We're going to walk like this there. But we're side-by-side. Side. So we're equal, but I'm giving direction. Because I lead. And most women want men that will lead them and lead them, you know, with, with, with courage. And be able to speak into their lives and be a blessing to them. Now, women, I'm sure you enjoyed hearing that because I know it resonates with most of you. All the things I've said. And you expect a man to serve you that way. Whether you are uh, in a relationship now or not. 
Men also have their own needs that women have to also be sensitive to and serve because it's in serving and meeting these needs that we demonstrate pursuit, which is the spice of today. And when we serve and demonstrate this pursuit, it shows that we want to spice up this relationship in a way that it will not go bland, in a way that we both will not, uh, you know, be stranded or disillusioned in our God-given relationship. So men have a need for honor and respect. You know, being talked to and treated with dignity and a sense of value, that this man has value. Honor and respect. Being talked to. You know, one of the ways you show honor to a man is how you talk to him. And being treated with dignity so that he has a sense of value within his own home. And he doesn't feel like just anybody at home. That makes a man feel like this is my home and I should take charge here. Because I'm respected, I'm honored here. If there's any woman disrespecting your, your man, it's time for you to think about it. One of the ways that this man feels that you are pursuing him and making him feel a great part of this relationship and making him feel you in this relationship is that you honor and respect him and talk to him uh, with some measure of dignity and make him feel valued. The second need of, of, of a man, as, as, as I uh, you know, put these needs together, is sex. Having his sexual needs met in regular and energetic manner. So sex is not just something that a man wants, just anyhow, in a bland manner. You know, uh, I remember a friend of mine used to say, uh, uh, you know, the woman just comes, I just do, I surrender her. Just do whatever you want to do and go. That's not, I'm not talking about I surrender her. Full participation, energetic participation. We're in this together, and this is how we make our home work. It shows that we desire each other. And we're still in pursuit of each other, even in lovemaking. Say amen, somebody. Yeah, it's a good place to say amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> the third need of a man in marriage is friendship with his wife. Friendship with his wife. Having a partner as his, his, partner as his best friend and doing enjoyable things with her on a regular basis. Every man, I mean, some people think, oh, men just want to be with the boys all the time. If you create the right atmosphere at home, a man wants to actually, uh, be, uh, I mean, a good man wants to be vulnerable with his wife, with his, with, you know, with, with, with his spouse, and, uh, and engage in some meaningful activity together that will create friendship. When that is not there, that's where most men will find it outside, especially with the boys, for them, the ones who are still good and uh, who you don't want to hurt anybody. For, but for the ones who don't care, they will find it with another woman out there. The last need of a man in marriage is domestic support. Domestic support. Having a wife who gives attention to the needs of the home uh, uh, and how the home is working out, the peace of the home and the health of the home. A lot of the time, uh, you know, as we lead as men, we want Women that we cover our blind spots. And a lot of the time, men, the greatest blind spot is always at home. Men, because we are created to, you know, go out there to hunt to, you know, a man in his full steam. When his esteem has not been destroyed, when he's in his full steam and he knows God, he has passion to go out there to win. And a lot of the time, men then come home with, 
you know, much more uh, uh, blind spot, and they want a situation where, if possible, the woman should cover a bit of their blind spot at home. And when a man feels that he doesn't have any domestic support at home, he goes out there, does a lot of stuff, and still comes back and still has to do everything and make everything works, it becomes very overwhelming. Now, in a double-income household, where the two people go out, we still come back to the house and support ourselves. But it's terrible for a man to feel like his own front is without any kind of care, any support, yet is in a marriage that's supposed to be a loving marriage. It affects how the woman, I mean, is valued in that kind of relationship. And I hope somebody understands that, and it's something that you and your spouse should discuss. So I want to encourage all the married couples, uh, you know, watching this today, that you need to ask, get home and ask your spouse. And if your spouse is with you, even if maybe you're watching this at home right now, watching this anywhere, you need to ask yourself. You need to ask yourselves, which area have I failed you? Is there an area that I've not really met your need? And how, what can we do about it so that we can serve each other in love? Because I need to understand that there's grace for service in a relationship. You know, there's grace. When you enter into a relationship that God has brought you into, it will give you grace to serve your spouse in that relationship. So uh, enjoy meeting needs of your spouse with a joyful attitude. You know, the Bible says we just serve the Lord with gladness. We need to serve our spouses also with gladness. So when we do things, we don't do it like, you know, uh, 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 after everything that I've done and then you are complaining. No, let's serve each other with gladness. Reject, you know, scorekeeping. Rather keep serving with, with grace and faith. Vigilantly protect the time and energy necessary uh, to serve your spouse. Very important. You can take a picture of this, you know, uh, as you're watching right now, and ask yourself, what am I doing about all these things? I said, vigilante, protect your time and energy, you know, necessary to serve your spouse. Expect to be blessed. So don't be discouraged and give up. There's a blessing that comes with service. When I serve in my home, when I serve my spouse, there's a blessing for it. And all of us must do it with expectation. Not that our spouses will be the one to bless us, but that God, who called us into this relationship, will be the one to bless us. And if you're single, you, 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 in your single life, you are blessing people, you are living a life of service, just preparing yourself to be that kind of person that when somebody finds you or when you find somebody, you will continue to live that same life of service. So when we trust God for the grace, we can turn water into wine. We can turn water into wine. We can turn water into wine. And I, 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 I need to wrap this all up. And very soon now we're going to take the communion. But as I wrap this all up today, I need to illustrate this to you. And, I, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray. You know, in John chapter 2, at the marriage at Cana of Galilee, what the scripture says was that the first miracle of Jesus was not to open blind eyes. The first miracle of Jesus was not to raise the dead. The miracle that announced the Messiah was the miracle at the marriage at Cana of Galilee. His mom, earthly mom, Mary came and said, help them, They've run out of, they, they ran out of wine. And Jesus said, my time has not yet come. And when his mother put a little more pressure, you know the story. 
he went ahead and started to give some instruction. Yeah. Uh, uh, from, from verse 7 of, of John chapter 2. Jesus said to them, fill the water pot with water. Fill the water pot with water. And they filled the water pot up to the brim, the scripture says. And then he said to them, draw some, of, some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the, the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water, look at the word they used there, the servant. Are you going to be a servant in your home who can listen to the words of Jesus, the commandment of Jesus, and draw water as if it's wine? So I have a bottle of water here. You can see. In a marriage, sometimes we have two people. One is pouring water, and the other one is pouring wine. So you pour water, and somebody else is pouring wine. I need you to look at this. You know, if both of us can pour wine, it means you know, wine is intoxicating. That's the pursuit we're talking about. When Jesus changed water to wine, is to say that in a marriage, when it's only water that is there, everything is bland and they can be stranded. No more pursuit, no intoxication, no chemistry, no fun. May fun return to your home this season in the name of Jesus. But I need to get something. If somebody says, it's only water I have to pour, and it's pouring water. But somebody says, no, I'll continue to pour wine. Look at this. After a while, the wine will overshadow the water. You will not even know that anybody poured water. That's what it looks like when we serve each other. But if somebody who has the wine to pour, only pour a little because of a sense of insecurity and whatnot, if the other person keeps pouring water, we'll still spoil the relationship because at the end of the day, you'll see the difference between just water and water and wine. Can you see the difference? It doesn't look as intoxicating as it's supposed to be, the real wine, because too much water has been poured. Are you the one pouring water or are you the one pouring wine? God wants you to be the one pouring wine, bringing that inspiration, coming up with ideas, coming up with pursuit. And somebody may be saying, PG, I've tried, but I've come to a point right now I don't have any wine. I'm blank. Nothing is intoxicating me again. You know, can you carry water as if it's wine? Like they did in John chapter 2. And trust God to turn water to wine. Because if you keep serving, even with the little energy that you have, God is not looking for what you don't have. He just wants to touch what you have and turn it to what will work. Because somebody may say, I've, I've lost energy. I've lost hope in this relationship. I can't keep serving again. If you will take the word today, if you will take the word today and believe that God wants to do something new in your relationship and carry water like they did in John chapter 2. Carry water. Continue to carry the water. Carry the water. What will happen eventually is that water will turn to wine. That's the miracle of Jesus. And that miracle is happening in your home this season. Will you lift your two hands with me, everyone, everywhere, today, and say, Jesus, I've come to you today. You are the miracle worker. You are the way maker. Make a way in my relationship. Make a way in my marriage. Make a way in this single life. Anyone who is trusting God for a marital partner, I want you to lift your voice right now. Grace is released today. 
where the word of the king is, there is power. As you have prepared your heart today, as wisdom has come upon you today from this teaching, I see the hand of God bringing a new season into your life right now. The hand of God is bringing a new season into your life. Lift your two hands with, with me today and just begin to declare it that a season, a new season has come into my life. A new season has come into my life. I receive grace to step into my next level in the fulfillment of my marital destiny. Everyone who is already married or in a relationship, but the thing has gone south. Everything has gone bland. I, 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 I pray today that the God who changed water to wine is turning water, disillusionment, wickedness, whatever, hatred, unforgiveness in your home is turning around this season. I rebuke every attack of the enemy over every marriage. And I decree right now, let the miracle of Cana of Galilee start to happen in every home. In the name of Jesus, the zeal and the energy to pursue each other, to see each other differently. I receive over your home right now. Receive the spirit of wisdom and understanding. In the name of Jesus, the hold of fear, insecurity, hatred is broken in the name of Jesus. I receive grace upon everyone to serve like Jesus did and to lay down our lives in our home. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Wave your hands to, with me everywhere. Just wave your hands to Jesus and just bless his name. Bless his name. So go ahead and bless his name. Bless his name. Father, we thank you and we bless you. Uh, for everyone joining me online today, I believe that you have uh, 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 a communion material with you. Like it's our culture every Sunday since the beginning of this pandemic. I wanted to uh, bring uh, forth the communion materials as we share the communion together. And I'm going to pray for everyone uh, who may want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior today. Uh, 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 I want you to, 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 to bring forth the communion material right now. Bring it up, bring it up. Uh, uh, bread, biscuits, whatever it is, wine, juice, and let's say a prayer. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. We pray over this communion elements. We ask that your grace fall upon the bread, the wafer, the wine, the juice in every home, in every hand. We declare that this is your body that was broken for us and your blood that was shed for us. As we partake of this today, we'll receive peace into every heart. We'll receive a new beginning over every life. And we declare everlasting, Father, let your hand rest upon everyone in the name of Jesus. Turn water to wine in every situation. Let newness return into every life and into every home in the name of Jesus. Whatever has frustrated anyone's marital destiny, we stand against it in the name of Jesus. We stand against sickness. We stand against lack. We stand against confusion. We stand against mental illness. We stand against depression. We decree right now that our God lifts you up out of every form of despondency. We ask, Father, fill every home with joy. Fill every heart with joy and with your peace as we partake of this table today. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you for diverse healings and manifestations of your hand of divine preservation and divine protection over everyone in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead and partake of the communion. And as you do that, I love to pray with anyone who may be saying, PG, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I want to give my life to Christ. If you want to give your life to Christ, uh, can I ask 
that you put your hand on your heart, wherever you may be right now, let me say a prayer with you. Uh, uh, just, just, just say these words after me. I want to give my life to Christ, or I want to rededicate my life to Christ. You know that you are a backslidden Christian, and if Christ should come today, uh, uh, you will not be able to go with him. You also need to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I need a Savior. So I ask that you come into my life. Forgive my sin. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. And fill my heart with your spirit. Say, I receive you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. I dedicate my life to you again. And I ask that you live in me and live through me the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for accepting me in Jesus' name. Now, if you just said that prayer with me, uh, Jesus has moved into your life and there's a newness in your heart. And we want to uh, help you uh, to, to, you know, to, take a, to continue to take a stand for Jesus the remaining days of your life. So if you don't mind, please join me. Uh, I mean, join us in the, in the Zoom call the moment uh, this is over. We'll be there to encourage, uh, to, to, uh, to share some materials with you and put you on a path that will help you uh, to, be, to be able to live a stable Christian life. Uh, and God will bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. So the details of the Zoom platform is right there. And even on the chat room or whatever platform you have, please let us know. Just type there, I just give my life to Christ, and we'll be able to connect with you and help you uh, to live a better Christian life from this moment forward. I also want you to know that we have small groups online that you can join, and um, uh, the details are on the screen. You can reach out to us. You want to be a part of any of our small groups where we encourage each other, build friendship virtually, and do stuff together. Uh, if you want to uh, be a part of that, you can also let us know uh, by contacting us through uh, any, I mean, the information on your screen. All right. Uh, before we bring the service to a close today, I want to lead us as we give our offerings to God. So I want you to package your offerings, your tithes, whatever uh, you want to give to God today. The details are now on the screen. Uh, whether you are uh, within, uh, you are local to us in Nigeria or you are outside of the country, we have different options with which you can give. If you are local in Nigeria, uh, you can give through any of the three banks listed there on the screen. Or uh, if you're abroad, you can do a wire transfer through our GT Bank details that it's there. Or just go on our website, uh, you know, immediately after now and use your card to give. Uh, the payment gateway, elevationng.org forward slash giving, uh, will lead you to a payment gateway that accepts international cards and is a secured platform with which you can be a blessing uh, to the work of God at the Elevation Church. Thank you uh, for, for giving today. Can I say a blessing over every giver? Father, we thank you for everyone giving to you today. We receive a blessing over every giver. And we ask everlasting Father that you pour out your grace over your sons and daughters as they give today. Let your hand rest upon them. Let your grace uh, uh, open the heavens over them for favor, for increase, and for divine provision as we go into a new week. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, uh, I, I want to thank you very specially for joining uh, this service today. I want you to know uh, that the month of September promises to be uh, a great experience at the Elevation Church. So I want to encourage you uh, to, to join us uh, for Switch this week. Uh, Switch this week will be uh, a talk show. Uh, we're, we're looking at, you know, uh, different things in the, in the month of September. The details are on the screen. Uh, uh, why marriages fail or why relationships fail. Uh, I'll, I'll be speaking to five reasons why relationships fail at Switch. And then we're going to also have the opportunity to answer questions and uh, profile solutions, and then we're going to have many more talk shows. You know, the details, like, you, like I said, is on the screen, and I want, to, I want to encourage you to join us. And for all the singles in the house, 
Singles Hangout, our annual singles conference, is holding uh, uh, from Friday the 25th uh, to Saturday the 26th of this month, September. Promises to be a powerful, powerful, powerful time. We have so many speakers. I will also be speaking, and my friend from one community church in Dallas, Texas, uh, Pastor Jada Edward, uh, wife of Pastor Conway Edwards, my friends, they visited us earlier in January this year. They, they will all, always, I mean, they, they will also, sorry, be speaking at this year, especially Pastor Jada Edwards will be speaking this year. A prol prolific speaker will be with us this year at, uh, at the Hangout uh, Conference. And lot, lots of wonderful stuff that will be happening. Uh, the theme for this year's Hangout is Relationship 360 Degrees. Relationship 360 degrees. Uh, the conference will, will provide a great time of interaction, networking, and connection, and learn, uh, learning about nurturing awesome and healthy relationships. Don't forget, it's going to be virtual, and you can register for it. The details are on the screen. You can register on our, uh, you know, on our website, and also use the, the link that is on the screen and register to be a part of Hangout 2020, the first virtual uh, Hangout that we'll be having at the Elevation Church and it promises to be great. I wanted to stay with me uh, as we bring the, 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 the more announcements before we shut down the service today. Have a great week and God bless you. Couples, get ready for two major events happening this September. The first is Turn Up The Heat, an exclusive sex in marriage webinar strictly for married couples. The event will help couples reignite the fire, address other issues like emotional connection, medical conditions, hygiene, age, and so on, which may be impacting the bedroom. The theme is Sex, the Bright Side of the Pandemic, and it holds on Saturday, the 19th of September from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Zoom. The event will be facilitated by yesterday, Olayinka Bola. Registration is mandatory via the link now displayed. Also, our annual vows renewal ceremony will hold on Zoom on Saturday, 26 September from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. with the theme For Better, For Worse, Forever. This program provides a platform to renew your marriage vows in a romantic and celebratory mood. Please sign up using the link now displayed on the screen. It is unfair to, to put a person in the space where you're using them to heal. The approach, I think, would, um, it's really what is key. How, mm. what is your intention? Yeah. Do you want to ridicule this guy? Yeah. Or you are, you, you want to show empathy, you yeah. want to show that I'm with you through stick and pain. Mm. You know, I've asked someone say that a lot of uh, guys are looking for ladies who has the body of Julia Robot, the mind of Condoleezza Rice, and the spirit of Mother Teresa in one body. Mm. That person simply does not exist. Of you know, uh, the same way the ladies also look for another Jesus to marry, uh, but I'm sorry, the only Jesus who walked on this earth was killed of about 2,000 years ago. <laughs> the rest of us are as imperfect as we come. And then to the other person who thinks, oh, this person is hurting, mm. and I'm just everything they need, mm. you're doing missionary dating. <laughs> always, always okay. ends in premium I, I, tears. I've not had that before. We trust you had a wonderful time in God's presence today. Our spicy Wednesdays continue this week at Switch, our midweek event. This Wednesday the 16th, we will continue our discussion on why relationships fail. Next Wednesday 23rd, we will have a talk show tagged The Spice and the Spoiler, how to make or maim your relationship. Then on Wednesday 30th of September, there will be a special worship experience, so see you you can't afford to miss any. Switch will be streamed live on YouTube, 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Mixella. Ensure you follow us or subscribe to our social media channels at Elevation NG so that you can get service alerts when we start. Please join us for our morning prayers, Mondays to Saturdays, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. West African time on Zoom and Mixella. The links are now displayed and will be shared on our various social media platforms. The Elevation Church Institute for people intending to join the workforce also continues online. September's Batch B will hold on Saturday, 19th and 26th of September. Please register for your respective levels using the link now displayed. The second membership class for the month of September will also hold on Saturday, 26th September at 8 a.m. online. To become a registered member of the Elevation Church, please register via the link now displayed. If you are not part of our online community, please sign up to be a part of one where you can engage with people online for counsel, prayer, and even friendship. Simply visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org to join in. And you can also join a small group by sending an email to smallgroups at elevationng.org. As the Lord has been good to you this season, we know that you have a beautiful testimony to share. You can do this by sending us an email to testimonies at elevationng.org. And also, you can reach us anytime during the week. We are just an email or a call away. Simply send us an email via info at elevationng.org or give us a call 0700-ELEVATE. That is 0700-353-8283. Don't forget to speak to someone about Jesus Christ this week. Thank you and God bless you. Are you ready? It's the third edition of Green Worship, a Worship for Change benefit concert featuring Michael W. Smith, Matt Redman, Nathaniel Bassi, Tim Hughes, Dunsing Oyekon, Paul Baloche, and Martin Smith. Also ministering are Shola Allison, Gloria Brahima, Freke Mo, Benga Adenuga, and Wale Adenuga. Irene Rock, Chilo De Cristo, Maria McKinn, Chigozie Akaga, and Shola Aliogo will also be performing. Green Worship holds on Saturday, 19th of September, 2020. 5pm West African Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Showing on DSTV, GoTV and Startup. Also on social media via YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. For more details, follow at Green Worship on social media. Green Worship is a Worship for Change initiative. Did you know that we also broadcast our services on TV? That's right. You can save some precious data and watch us on the following channels. Always have a beyond the ordinary experience if you place your faith in the supernatural. I'm very glad you have decided to embark on this study 
we're called pleasing God. Uh, sometimes we forget that our relationship with God is symbiotic. We can be so laser focused on getting from God that we forget that we were created for his good pleasure. So just as we would love to be pleased by him, by God, he also wants to be pleased by us. Uh, and as, as we go on together in this study, we will learn how to please God.